On October 7, 2019, a 33-year-old CEO goes missing in Palo Alto, California. Five days later, she's found deceased in the back of her rental car. There are no signs of foul play, but there are a thousand questions. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Aaron Valenti. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, it's that early, and I gotta have one, basement, from the bowels of Georgia. What are we drinking tonight, Arlo? Piss and vinegar, because I'm full of it. (laughs) I'll tell you what we're drinking. We are drinking 21st Amendment Brewery, uh, Brew Free or Die IPA. Such a nice, such a nice beer. I've actually been to this brewery in San Francisco. It was amazing. And if you don't know what the 21st Amendment is, I ain't going to tell you. Look it up. It's the best amendment there ever was. I think they repealed something. <laughs> so, but Did they repeal the 19th? Or? You know, the, this brewery, I really don't like wheat beers, but if I have to have a wheat beer, you tell me, put a gun to my head, say you have to drink a wheat beer, Hell or High Watermelon by 21st Amendment is probably the best wheat beer out there. Still not good, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's better than most. It's better than most. Let's just put it that way. Well, alrighty then. I will. So no shout outs to speak of specifically, but we have gotten a lot of traction on our best of and worst of episodes. Yeah, a lot of contention in that, man. People people were disagreeing, people agreeing, disagreeing, arguing is pretty good stuff, man. Everybody, we got a lot of feedback about how they did not appreciate the fact that Billy Jean Phillips did not make either one of our top five. More than one person said it should have been number one on both our lists, which is pretty awesome. But again, we have expressed why we did not revisit that word. <laughs> well, we know we know that we pissed off actual family members, and then for some reason she cut her Facebook page off. It's crazy. So, I but anyway, so. I hope she still listens. One thing that I would like to, since we do have a lot more followers now than we did in the past, and I guess we have not visited this in a while. If you have case suggestions, any social media platform, direct message, message us. You can uh, case suggestion at our Gmail account. That's a good way to get it to us. I had a lady reach out to not. Oh, nice. Yeah, and suggest one. What was the suggestion? Hold your horses. I don't want you to get upset when I say this. <laughs> But it has to do with a murder in Arkansas where the cops fucked up the investigation. In Arkansas? I know that's hard to believe. That's unheard of. I know know we've never covered that. On top of things. Oh, man, I can't remember what it was. Somebody sent me one that was like, man, you should really cover this case. I was like, yeah, we should. In fact, episode episode 20, (laughs) we did. But still, though, that's awesome. I love the interactions. We actually crossed, uh, we have more than 500 people on Facebook. We have more than 400 people on Twitter. I don't, wait, we got like 12 on Instagram. 13. 13 as well. My mama joined. That's still pretty good. I don't (laughs) care. But yeah, uh, if there have been several people that have suggested cases in the past that we did not cover yet. So if you still want that case covered, please remind us because we're stupid. We don't. Yeah, we got a lot of things going on we right now. We forget a whole bunch of shit. We're trying uh, to survive the COVID back to school scare. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Somebody at my school got it. This so case is fert erp. It's insane. And it's it's fairly recent. So Yeah, this is probably one of the newer cases we've done. And and it sounds an awful lot like a case that was just in the news. So what you can one? tie some parallels there where she they found her car in a shipping container. As we cannot stress enough, this is an extremely odd, odd case. So, a little background. 
Miss Aaron, Aaron Val- Valenti. Yeah, some people Not on Valentini. Yeah, some people <laughs> on uh, YouTube tried to make her name Valentini. You know, you're trying to put too many extra letters in there. Her name is Erin Valenti. She is the founder and CEO of Tinker Ventures. It's a company that designs, develops, and scales technology products for Apple, iOS, Android, and web-based services. They have their own website, tinkerventures.co. So the week of October 1st, Erin decides that she's going to take a trip to Orange County, California. And she's going to go visit some former co-workers in Silicon Valley. She currently, at the time of her trip, lived in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mormon country. Yeah. She was staying at the Ritz-Carlton in Laguna Beach, and it was for an executive leadership workshop. And on Thursday, she flew from Salt Lake City to San Jose and rented a Nissan... Rogue or Murano? can't remember which one. It was gray. You're a Murano. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here all week, boys. Speaking of which, somebody put on Twitter, uh, like, I need a podcast recommendation, but I don't want it to be two white guys that are quote-unquote experts. And I was like, well, then you'll love us, because <laughs> we're morons. <laughs> like, I couldn't recommend us more. She was driving to Monterey later in the week to attend an alpha conference. And then, like I stated earlier, she was going to visit some friends and old colleagues around Stanford, San Francisco, Palo Alto, Silicon Valley, all of that good stuff. Silicon Valley? Valley. You got to be from the Valley. Silicon Valley. She was set to fly home from San Jose on Monday, October 7th, but she missed her flight and did not return her rental car. And yes, it was a gray Nissan Murano. So on Monday, October 7th at 2 p.m., she checks out of the Nest Hotel in Palo Alto. Between 3.15 and approximately 3.30, she's last seen in the 2500 block of Sand Hill Road by a former colleague, and that's in Palo Alto. A little bit after 3.30, she calls her parents and said that she couldn't find her rental car. Once she found the car, she stayed on the phone with her parents, and this is where her mother would state that her conversation became very bizarre. Erin's flight was scheduled to leave and head back to Utah around 6.40 p.m. Now, these next couple of bullet points, we don't really have a specific time on, but she was on the phone with her husband, her mother, and a friend throughout the evening, and according to all three of them, she sounded extremely manic. Um, they would talk for hours on and off during the night, her mother said. She felt like her thoughts were disconnected. She would talk a mile a minute, and then she'd say that she's coming home for Thanksgiving. And then in the next minute, she was saying that she was in the Matrix. A little foreshadowing there. Around 10 p.m. on Monday, October 7th, a welfare check was started when law enforcement called Aaron on her phone and she answered she supposedly indicated that she was with friends and this is according to a police spokesperson her husband however said over the weekend that an officer told the family she was nonsensical on the call so there's a little conundrum there now her husband would go on and call verizon wireless to see where her last location was at And supposedly, that was at the intersection of Menlo Drive North and Almaden, no, Almaden. Yeah, Almaden. Almaden? Yeah, Almaden Expressway. We're we're idiots. Yeah, we're doing the best we can. (laughs) God, somebody from that town's like, these guys are fucking stupid. (laughs) Couldn't be easier. So it turns out it was pronounced Alamaladen. <laughs> like, what? Man, we were way off. <laughs> so the officers searched the area as well as local hospitals over several hours. And if you look at a Google map of the area, there are a lot of hospitals right around where she went disappearing. Mm-hmm. Disappearing. Where she disappeared. Yeah. She, if So if she needed help, she could have got help for yes. sure. 
very, very quickly. Police said that they also street searched the streets further north where supposedly her phone pinged a few more times before it eventually shut off. Now, with the pinging of the phones, we all know that if there's too much cell traffic close to a tower where she's at, it'll ping at the next available tower. So there wasn't a whole lot of information on why they thought she was further north than she was, but it is worth noting. Now, the police are actually going to be able to get a hold of her that night. They're going to talk to her on the phone. I already said that. Um, I was going, like, <laughs> fucking hate you. When did you say that? I said, officers, talk to her. <laughs> and she indicated that she was, fr- she was with friends. However, police mm-hmm. would say that mm-hmm. she was talking nonsensical. Mm-hmm. 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 All I hear is, yip, 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 <laughs> All I hear is criticize, criticize, <laughs> criticize. Like, yip, 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 yip. Anyway. So between 10 p.m. Well, and... I guess you need to cut that part out. I will. So between 10 p.m. and before midnight, the last time she spoke with her husband, she was trying to figure out where she was, still saying to him that she was headed towards the airport. He would state to reporters that she sounded confused disjointed and was not acting herself he would also state that she had told him that her car was low on gas but there were no gas station charges on her credit cards Mm -hmm. she also stated she was worried that she was going to miss her flight oh she missed that by four hours yeah so right before midnight her mom was the last person to speak with her on the phone and she told her she was driving around because the GPS wasn't working. Her mother would state that she was driving through residential neighborhoods of the Almaden Valley in South San Jose, which is extremely off course from the route to the airport. So right around midnight, a little bit after that phone call with her mother, her phone pinged in South San Jose. The last location was near the Almaden Expressway and Camden Avenue in San Jose. Her phone was off after that time. Tuesday, October the 8th, a missing person report was filed and Aaron Valenti was categorized by the San Jose Police Department as voluntary missing. Yeah, that's going to cause a big issue with the way they approach the case because she's an adult. She has every legal right to disappear if she wants to. And they're going to assume that based upon their conversation with her before her actual disappearance, that she did this on purpose. She wanted to escape. She wanted to disappear for a while. And they assume that she's just going to turn up. Yeah. She wanted, according to them, she wanted to take a break. And she had told them that she was out with friends. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday, October the 9th, detectives from the San Jose Police Department missing persons unit were assigned to the case they sent electronic bulletins to other police agencies around the greater bay area extending as far as monterey they re-canvassed local hospitals and interviewed aaron's friends and associates on the evening of october the 9th she missed what was supposedly the highlight of her trip and that was the women tech awards where she was to receive an award for entrepreneurial excellence. Yeah, that was back in Utah, though. That's what, why she was going back. Right. Correct. Yeah, so not a really opportune time for somebody to disappear. Yeah, she had guests waiting at her reserve table at the award ceremony, and she actually won the award. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, October the 12th, Family's Facebook page now entitled In Memory of Aaron Valenti. I thought it was searching for Aaron Valenti. Well, it's now entitled In Memory. Well, I know. Okay, I'll go over that then. Okay. But at first. I got you. Okay, 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 shut the fuck up. (laughs) 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 On Monday, October the 12th, Family's Facebook page. Uh, Yeah, they're going to change their Facebook page name to Help Find Aaron Valenti. So, 
and it would state that Aaron should be considered as a vulnerable person at severe risk and that police should be involved, although the police are treating her as a voluntary missing person. So at some point after the missing person report was filed, they're going to create a Facebook page called Help Find Aaron Valenti. And they're going to state that, you know, she's a vulnerable person, that she should... She's missing. She needs to be found. They're very worried, blah, 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 blah. And people are going to get behind that and actually start searching for her. Some people are going to drive around in cars. Some people are actually going to use drones. They're going to, um, um, they're really going to, um, go all out, volunteer. Yeah. Really trying to find her. But unfortunately, five days after she is reported missing, Aaron's body is found in the back seat of her locked rental Nissan on the 6500 block of Bose Lane in San Jose. Basically, that's the timeline. But this is where the craziness begins. Not that it wasn't crazy enough. People in the neighborhood that she was found would state that they have a pretty good you know, neighborhood watch kind of program. They kind of, the neighbors talk to each other. They report suspicious vehicles. And for her car to supposedly have been there for five days and no one noticed it really unsettled a lot of the residents. Yeah, they're, they're going to be quoted as saying that they're a really tight-knit community and just the simple fact that all that, that, that car, that nobody noticed it, just like really bothers them. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely could picture my neighborhood and just a random car parked on the side of the road, even in a parking spot. It's going to be odd, just the simple fact that it doesn't move. It's been there for several days. You're going to know, you'd, you, you'd think you'd notice something like that. But then again, I live in a very small town. For the residents of that neighborhood, it was unsettling. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Aaron's company, Tinker Ventures. She was the founder and CEO, and we hinted about how they were a technology company that made products for cell phones and web design, but it was more than just that. Yeah, the the company itself is going to be advocating for the creation and development of brainwave interface technology. So if you're anything like me, you just said to yourself, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Basically, if you don't know anything about interfacing with the brain, it is a technology that that is cutting edge right now. And it is where you can simulate typing on a surface and a operating system or an interface will recognize what you're doing and actually output what you are pretending to type or your hands are in the process of typing. It is brain mapping. It is, um, it's minority report slash matrix slash odd game theory. Um, yeah, basically virtual reality. Basically, the software is so high tech that you don't even have to move. You don't have to move your fingers. You don't have to move your hands. The technology just knows what to do. And if you think about it and you are from the background that we do and we dive headfirst into the deep end of the pond on YouTube, hmm. this ties into a lot of the stuff with thought processes and controlling flight yeah. Ships, UFOs, <laughs> other things. Yeah, if you want to get um, into the conspiracy side, this is definitely some MK Ultra type stuff. In the wrong hands, this technology could be used for quite evil and nefarious activities. For sure. And the technology is borderline an interface with our consciousness and electronics. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to venture down that rabbit hole, go right ahead. Oh, it's a deep one. But because of this, 
what her company does and what she was in Palo Alto and Los Angeles for makes the comments to her mother extremely weird to the point where I honestly don't know what to make of them and I doubt you will either. But she claims to her mother before she gets off the phone with her, she states, it's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the Matrix. And hangs up. Uh, What? (laughs) And she states this after meeting former colleagues and old friends. And those just happened to be right after the Overstock. She was friends with the Overstock dot com ceo she used to work at overstock yes it's not been confirmed that that's who she was with though but that's rumored that she was visiting him him and if you're familiar with what he did earlier in 2019 i believe it was august he abruptly resigned because he was involved in political espionage he was dating a russian spy like what? <laughs> so she. <laughs> so yeah. So something, something crazy's going on again. They they not they have not confirmed that that's who she was hanging out with. But Overstock is in Palo Alto. She was hanging. She was visiting with colleagues, colleagues and, friends. and friends in it, Palo Alto. So could it? It could possibly very well have been this gentleman. So after stating that to her mother, she would be on the phone, like we stated earlier, that she just didn't seem herself. She talked to her husband and another friend that evening, and her mother would state that she was all over the place. She was talking a mile a minute, and then she would talk about Thanksgiving coming up, and then she would talk about... The Matrix, and then... Everyone that talked to her said that she was not herself. That she was being extremely... She was talking basically manic, you know. She was talking faster than normal. She was not making much sense. She was not staying on topic. She was just basically all over the place. Even the police that talked to her said something along those lines. That... You know, though they didn't know her, they were like, "She, this is weird. Like, whatever's going on is weird as hell. So. And the fact that she would tell police that she was out with friends when they contacted her is even stranger because she was, that's, that phone call happens between a conversation with her mother where she states that we're in the Matrix and then her husband where he would state to reporters that she was running out of gas. Now, see, I got different. When I did the research, it said that the police, the conversation with the police was after she broke contact with her husband and mother. So who, I mean, who really knows? This is, you know, we get different, different information from different sources all the time. But essentially, everyone knew something was amiss. Yes, But at some point, she's going to break contact with her husband and her mother, and they're not going to ever hear from her again. They're only going to hear her voicemail. And then eventually her phone dies, and they result to trying to ping her phone. Now, what is odd is where she was found is, I want to say, a mile and a half from where the last known... point of a conversation but it's in the opposite direction that she would stated that she was traveling i believe you are correct so unfortunately there's a lot of questions surrounding her a disappearance where she was at for five days was the car really there for five days this all goes down the first week second week of october the autopsy is not released until February of 2020. And when it is released, 
it poses more questions than it answers. So on the Facebook page that we referenced earlier, her husband, who is an actual psychologist. Correct, Amundo. He's going to say that there's nothing wrong with this woman. She's completely normal. Yeah, and he would state on the Facebook page, I would like to emphasize how out of character this would be for Erin to voluntarily go missing. While she is adventurous, she is not foolhardy and would never intentionally be out of contact with her family. As a psychologist, I am especially concerned about her last calls, which were confusing and disjointed. He would go on to state that while it's completely possible to have a sudden onset of symptoms like this for a variety of mental health and physical reasons, even if they have not been previous symptoms. Well, I mean, it totally sounds like she might have been messed up. Yes. She might have been on the drugs. And then he would say that it's very difficult for him to understand why the police are not giving greater credence to people who have experience with people in psychiatric and medical crisis and who abruptly believe, or I'm sorry, sorry, not abruptly, who absolutely believe that Aaron's last calls indicate that she was in peril. Again, it is extremely, extremely, extremely odd. Now, she was the CEO of her company, and it employed over a hundred people. They were more contract workers than they were working on specific things for her company. Now, the autopsy ruled her manner of death as natural and said the cause was, quote, sudden death in the in the setting of an acute manic episode, though it did not explain what actually killed the 33-year-old tech founder, according to Business Insider. The words natural causes in a 33-year-old woman should not exist. You should not be able to state that in any type of report. When you're 33 years old, and you die of natural causes, that means you lived in the 1500s. Okay? Not 2,000... 33-year-old woman... In 2019. In 2019 does not die of natural causes. I don't give a shit how manic she was. I agree with you. Like, <laughs> reminds me of a line from uh, from Dust Till Dawn. It's like, whoa, what happened, man? Were they psychos? Psychos? Psychos don't explode... When the sunlight hits them, I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. So according to the San Jose police, after the autopsy is released, they would state that there was no evidence found of foul play. Now, There's no bruising? Yeah. There's no wounds? Blood tests were negative for common prescription drugs and other substances. So that yeah. rules out her crazy coke binge. Yeah. No, no drugs, no alcohol. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, in the Business Insider article, it says, quote, sudden death has a medical definition. And this comes from Sally Aiken, a medical examiner and vice president of the National Association of Medical Examiners. So I'm pretty sure she's qualified. She described it as an unexpected death that happens within an hour of onset and has a natural cause. Valenti had a previous diagnosis for a thyroid condition that was being treated with medication. The autopsy report noted that her condition could have been contributed to her death. However, the blood samples were not satisfactory for analysis. The autopsy report did, however, give new details around her mental state. Police would review her electronic communications in the days before her scheduled return to Salt Lake City and the family's account that she had showed symptom, symptoms of a manic episode. Authorities said that a review of her medical records, quote, suggests that the etiology of her final manic episode was related to an emerging previously undiagnosed psychiatric disorder. The family would state that she had no diagnosis of a mental health disorder, and with her husband being a licensed psychologist, you would think would probably know. he would put two and two together. A manic episode is not a disorder on its own, though it is the principal symptom of bipolar disorder. 
And this is according to Dr. Po Wang, a psychiatrist who runs a clinic for the study and treatment of individuals with bipolar at Stanford University. And here's the thing, man, is like, even if it was bipolar, it's not a sudden onset. Those things are going to progress over time. You can right. notice. Yeah. And that's what Dr. They quote him that Dr. Wang would say that one risk of having a manic episode is an event that's characterized by feelings of euphoria, racing thoughts, feelings of connectedness. And it's typically followed by a period of depression or irritability. And this contrast from a high to a low feels more dramatic in a person that is suffering from bipolar disorder. He also goes on to state that his studies have suggested that suicide attempts are common when you come down from your manic episode. Mm. After the manic episodes come out and the autopsy report comes out, Aaron's friends and family would tell Business Insider that this was so out of character for her because she was a very tenacious person. And that her and a friend once wrote a newsletter that called out neighbors for smoking and documented all the litter they found. She was a very smart young lady. She had graduated from Georgetown University with a 4.0 and an A in Mandarin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what the fuck happened to this woman, man? You're not ever going to convince me natural causes due to the manic episode. No. Absolutely, positively not. Well, and I don't understand a manic episode resulting in you parking your car after midnight in a neighborhood a mile and a half away from a busy thoroughfare and then you crawl in the back seat and expire? Just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And it's never going to make sense, but I promise you it was not natural causes. No. Now, whether or not the person that did the autopsy knows something that they aren't they aren't aren't they aren't they aren't knows something they are not saying or they just don't know, we have no idea. So now let's get into the prevailing theories. Well, we've touched on the manic and the bipolar theory. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. But she is acting very strange. But one thing that's going to come out of this is there's going to be somebody that claims responsibility for her death. It's going to be an eco-terrorist group from based in Mexico called the Individualists Tending Toward the Wild USA Nature's Wrath, or ITS for short. And they are going to claim responsibility for killing a executive named Tushar Alter, Atri, A-T-R-E, Tushar Atri and Aaron. Now, it is proven that they kidnapped and murdered on October 1st, 2019, um, Tushar uh, Atri. They're going to have uh, surveillance footage of them taking him. and He's going to be found the next day dead. But there is absolutely positively no proof whatsoever that they murdered Aaron Valenti. But they do claim responsibility for, for it. They're going to send a communique, and it's going to state, and I quote, Our thirst for blood has been satisfied, and we praise Pan and Dionysus and all of the unknowable for leading us to this action. Like the predators of the forest, we caught the scent of our prey and acted from our hunger for human flesh. We shit on all Western morality and all of American anarchist naysayers. We rejoiced as death itself rose from the underwater world as our personal accomplices. After the action, we celebrated fornicating while the sweet blood of our victims remained fresh on our hands. Wishing death to all of civilization, our group of extremists happily murdered two tech executives in the West Coast, Tushar Atri and Aaron Valenti. 
We conducted these killings for no other reason than the symbolism of seeing two flimsy appendages of the techno-industrial system laying uh, first in agony and then motionless before us. We gave no fuck about Atri and his money or his employees and how he abused... Although the very real fake news claims correctly that he was mixed in with the wrong crowd. We laughed as Valenti became aroused at her kidnapping and as she pleaded with her parents to become awoken in the hours before her death. The underwater panther was pleased with her sacrifice, which she seems to have accepted. We came before both victims yelling, Hoka Hey! in the memory of our tribal ancestors who only remain chiefs of war if the balance of bodies is maintained. For the death of all civilizations, may the black jaguar rise from the underwater world to avenge our ancestors and satisfy our urges for human blood, for the unification of wild individualities. What? (laughs) That's a whole whole lot of stuff. Yeah, that's some weird shit but they're quoting pan yeah which that's a whole yeah. other thing yeah but yeah so even though there's some proof that they killed the man the first guy there is no proof there is no there's no wounds there's no trauma there's nothing on Aaron. so if they did kill her how was it poison yeah, but, but there was no poison yeah. in her system, so maybe undetectable poison, which there's several that are very hard to, de- to detect. But again, it's it's just as odd as the autopsy and the manic bipolar, yeah, undiagnosed disorder. Explain to me how you kill somebody and leave no trace whatsoever. Then we'd have to go outside and ask the guys in the van, and they would probably show <laughs> us. But I don't want to do that. So another theory is her thyroid disorder. Now this has got some legs on it, if and only if the autopsy says so, because she does have a major thyroid problem. She suffers from hyperthyroid problems, and I am not even going to. Well, yeah, I will. See, I, it's called thyrotoxicosis. See, I suffer from hypothyroidism, and that's not. That's really. Very manageable. Yes. I've been managing it for decades. Well, hers was, according to family and her medical records, being handled by prescriptions. Mm -hmm. But this is known as a thyrotoxic storm or thyroid storm if you suffer from hyperthyroidism. Yeah, if it can become, if it's not treated, it becomes very overactive and creates. Let's just call them issues. (laughs) And those are some severe issues, which goes like this. It can result in high fever, sweating, restlessness, shaking, diarrhea, changes in consciousness, a pounding heart. Yeah, like palpitations and a rapid heartbeat upwards of 200 beats per minute. That's fucking getting it <laughs> that will feel like it's coming out of your chest that's humming yeah. like your heart is not beating it's humming now this is brought on according to a ucla health study in untreated hyperthyroid patients if she was being treated with medication for her hyperthyroidism you would assume that it would be hard for her to have this thyroid storm occur or a thyroid crisis occur. Now, what could explain, and I don't know how somebody, if you are in the medical profession out there, you can please point out how stupid we are, but maybe someone can explain that if you are taking a prescription for hyperthyroidism and you don't take it for a couple of days, could it all of a sudden manifest itself as a thyroid storm. So say she took it before she left, and then she didn't take it at all while she was in California. Well, I'm sure that's possible, but here's the thing. That's not what the autopsy said. The autopsy said that her thyroid levels were within normal range. And if it was a thyroid storm that caused her death, 
that would probably be the cause of death on the the coroner report. It's just not. So, even though this makes the most sense, it's the only real rational rational conclusion. It's not what happened. According to the autopsy, which they didn't release the full, we couldn't find the full autopsy report. But it, yeah, it's very. It may be possible that they just didn't release that information. But why wouldn't they? Why would they hold that close to the vest? It's not a. If it's not a crime that's been committed, there's no reason to not release that information. Correct, and that would basically put an end to this case. Yeah. We wouldn't even be talking about it. No. We'd never even... Tackle it. Yeah, we would... No, it wouldn't even be on our radar. So now, the next theory that we'll get into is the reason that we can't find anything on the autopsy report is that she was actually killed by the same technology that her company was researching and creating. Now, you know, we tend to not get into conspiracies. This would definitely be a conspiracy, but... It kind of holds water, you know? It's not, I mean, why, when you see this death. So the conspiracy part of this whole situation theory is that nanoparticles, while to the public are theory, conjecture, it's actually been produced, worked in the stages, trials, whatever you want to say, because according to a Business Insider article, the ITS has used what they call a nanoparticle goo. Yeah, real scientific there. <laughs> goo to kill other people that they did not like. So according to the Business Insider article, this is not fringe science. This is actual working science. Which that's just hearsay. We have no proof that that's factual. No, and that's going to be the, this is where the conspiracy theory comes in because is it actual science now or is it theoretical science? So, you know, we'll leave that up to you, the listeners, to decide. But that is where this conspiracy can gain some legs. And then, of course, the mother of all theories. Well, again, though, if it was nanotechnology, there's going to be some sort of, if that is a thing, if if it's, wouldn't there be some traces of it? I mean. It, well, I mean, if we get into nanoparticles, on a basic autopsy, probably not, if you don't know what you're looking for. I mean, I certainly don't know what the hell I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't either. That's why we're not medical examiners. So, the creme de la creme we saved for last. I mean, let's go back to that quote. It's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the Matrix. And that's what she tells her mother. So, did she, in her trip to Silicon Valley to visit old friends and former colleagues, did she realize that we are in the Matrix and they just unplugged her? Yeah, what would it look like to us for somebody that just gets unplugged? Does that person just look like they dropped dead? Of natural causes? It's possible, but, you know, just to think, oh, that's just insane, that there's no way this is impossibility, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's a very prominent theory called the simulation hypothesis that proposes that all of reality, including Earth and the rest of the universe, could in fact be an artificial simulation, such as a computer simulation. <laughs> simulation sorry it's basically the thought behind it is that as technology progresses it's going to improve upon itself improve upon itself improve upon itself 
And eventually we're going to reach what's called the singularity. And we're not going to be able to tell the difference between tell the difference between reality and artificial reality. It's going to become so real that we're just not going to be able to tell. And the simulation hypothesis takes that even further to say that that's already happened. The Matrix movie, the concept behind the Matrix movie is real to the point where... It was a documentary. Well, maybe not to the point where the robots are using us as batteries. True. But we simply aren't really here. And this is not just some fringe conspiracy. This is an actual scientific theory that people are researching, having doing scientific papers about. I mean, even Elon Musk believes that we're already in the simulation. And he believes that once in the simulation, you'll never be able to determine what is real and what is not real. Yeah. And then that gets into the consciousness of what is reality. Mm-hmm. You know, is reality something you can taste, touch, smell, but isn't that neurons firing to tell your brain that this is real? So we get into the neurons and those electrical impulses. Those all could be simulated. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what we perceive as reality is how our brain receives that information. It, you know, my nerve endings are saying I'm touching this. My sense of smell is sending signals to my brain. It's all how my brain's interpreting information. So it's not that unrealistic to believe that I could be tricked into thinking that it's real. But again, you know, this is just another theory and we could do a whole episode on But I mean, what Who's to say that that's not what's going on? I you can see that is a horrible thing, but I see it as a good thing. If this is all a simulation, perhaps it repeats itself. Perhaps there is no such thing as death. Perhaps when we do expire, it just basically hits the reset button and we get to do this all over again. With maybe minor changes, maybe major changes. Maybe there's maybe the, the program explains the theory of the multiverse. I mean, this is, this is way, be, way above our pay grade. Is what extremely. This is. Extremely right. above our pay grade. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, if you look at it from that perspective of she was unplugged from the Matrix, what does that look like? She's not going to disappear. Maybe that does look like her just dropping dead. So maybe she got some information. Maybe... She realized something and found a way out. Maybe she's Neo. Maybe she's stopping bullets with her brain. And <laughs> Maybe so. You know, and they, we, we didn't touch upon it because, you know, I don't really hold put a lot of stock into the conference she was going to in, in Los Angeles. But, you know, one of the, vi- the video that I'm going to recommend is going to maybe claim that it's like cult, uh, cult-like activity. I didn't really think that I didn't really think much of it, but maybe she got information at that. Maybe she made a stark realization and found a way out, or she came across something that she didn't want to see the end of. But makes, makes as much sense as anything else. Natural causes, yeah, of a thirty-three-year-old, yeah, apparently I mean, healthy young lady. Actually. It makes a little more. It would. It seems more plausible to me that she was unplugged from the Matrix than it does that she died of natural causes at thirty-three. So we'll get into since he's already tap danced around it. Our theories on this. The jury's out for me. I mean, I could be swayed. Anyway, I I do not. She didn't die of natural. causes. One hundred percent, one thousand percent believe. No way. That she died of natural causes. There's something else going on. If. The eco terrorists did it. I want to know how. They they didn't. I mean, yeah. Why they, why use an untraceable poison, but yet make uh, uh, references take to credit, pan. Take credit for it. Yeah. Why take credit for it? If you if you're gonna, I mean, if you could do that and it not be seen. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. 
But it's po- I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I don't even have a fucking theory on this one. I don't really. I've decided to stop giving theories because none of mine make any fucking sense except for maybe the Kendrick Johnson one. That was a good one. <laughs> but I don't have any answers, man. This was fucking... This one's a doozy. I'm starting to get frustrated at our own podcast <laughs> because we can't answer anything. We don't know shit. But that's why like, we started it to I answer. I know, but damn it, I want an answer to something. <laughs> We will leave you with, maybe you will listen to this episode and on one of our social media platforms, express your theory about what happened. Yeah, please, please do, because it don't make no damn sense to me. No, me either. None of it. So recommendations, I'll let you go first since you hinted at the video. Well, I've recommended this YouTube channel before, but... I actually was, I just stumbled upon the video, and it's what, it's the first I heard of the case. I'd never heard of it before until I saw the video, but it's Blame It on Jorge, and it's his video on Aaron Valente, and it's very good, very well made. He's, uh, he makes good videos, man. I like this guy, so give it a look at, give it a look-see, and man, just find yourself, go to Reddit, read about it, and just go down the rabbit hole, man. It just, it's deep. It's very deep. It is a deep one. I will two-pronged my recommendation. You can't do that. You do it all the time, so I don't want to hear it. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I recommend that you do research, like Coach said, about... I I just did it. I recommended Reddit and... (laughs) Yeah, you did. Uh, Look into what Elon Musk has stated on multiple occasions about the simulation theory. And then the one thing that I will recommend is... Buying us one of those Tesla flamethrowers. Well, that too, but maybe a road podcasting board. That would be even cooler. They're 400 bucks. So if you you want to be a $400 patron, go right ahead. We will put your name all over everything. This episode sponsored for the next 1,200 episodes. It is sponsored by Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the other one that I will recommend is a documentary slash I don't, movie. It's called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And this is from the same people that did Unacknowledged. And it goes into consciousness, the matrix theory, how simulation could be perceived, other dimensions. So if that interests you, look at that up. Dr. Stephen Greer is the main person in that. So if that if you like his videos, his documentaries, I really suggest that you check that out. With that, coach, do you have anything else? Uh, no. Well, if that's all we got, then deuces. <laughs> <laughs>